too easy to race through the religious commodity of Western church and miss the treasure of his presence altogether. I just think about the um, Roman soldiers casting lots for the garment of Jesus right beside the cross of Christ. I mean, just a few feet from the greatest treasure the world had ever known. And they were completely distracted, trying their luck at gaining the world's treasure. They missed the point altogether. Uh, and I think so many times that's the way we tend to live our lives, distracted, focused on the wrong treasure. But I'm thankful his presence is here. How about you? Uh, it's just been incredible in this particular season as the Lord's been revealing this revelation, um, just in terms of what it means to feast in his presence. <laughs> You are what you eat. <clears throat> and um, we just sensed the Lord saying this was to be a season to begin to evaluate that. I really am uh, way jazzed about what the Lord's been speaking to my heart for this morning. This has impacted me deeply this past week. And so I just want to kind of come at it from a personal uh, level. Um, as you think about it and you're listening today, then just uh, speak a prayer of strength to my voice. I've had a bit of a rough week, I spent three days in bed, and I'm <clears throat> on my feet and back in the saddle in Jesus' mighty name. In fact, why don't we just declare healing in the house right now in the name of Jesus over every need. Father, we just declare it right now over every need. Anybody that has need of healing, just lift your hands. Father, you are the God that heals us. You came, you bore stripes on your back that we might be well. And so uh, we acknowledge, Lord, that you are with us always, nourishing us, awakening the reality of your truth in our lives, that we might live from a completely different perspective, just the essence of faith. So we refuse to be confined by the circumstances we see with our natural eyes, and we choose to embrace the greater reality of eternity in the way we walk forward. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Um, we disagree also over our, our kids this week. They're going to be at kids camp. And um, we have Pastor Tabitha. That's you. Um, she, Pastor Tabitha's doing a great job with our kids. Her and the team, everybody involved. But <clears throat> Ever since she got married, Noah became her supervisor. And they're... <laughs> Other way around, I know. I understand, sweetheart. Um, but they've got between 50 and 60 kids going to youth camp or uh, to kids camp. We just came back from youth camp. So man, the next generation is being awakened to the purposes of God. And I would encourage you stop out in the lobby and pick up one of these, oh, uh, just to remind us to pray for our kids all week and just ask the Lord that his presence would invade them powerfully. Um, you are what you eat. They're going to get in the atmosphere of God's presence. And they're naturally, automatically designed by God to consume the atmosphere of their life. And this is really important that we understand it. Uh, I, there was this word the Lord gave me. Um, I wrote it down. He's going to bring this spirit in our conversation of deeper reflection. So, like deeper reflection. And when we come into a place of deeper reflection, it's like that produces a greater awareness 
that the Lord is enriching us. And in the same way we eat in the natural. You understand the Bible's very clear. We eat spiritually. Paul draws these parallels of, of the milk and the meat of God's Word and nourishing yourself by taking in God's Word uh, is more than just hearing principles of positivity, which is a lot of what the Western world church has become. You know, we, we address this often. We talk about this often. Not because we're against the church of the Western world. We are part of the church of the Western world. We want the bride of Christ to be mature. We want to grow deeper in a reality of Christ and a love for His Word, an awareness of God's presence, a, a compassion for the world around us. I mean, we want to be the, the, the spotless, mature bride of the Lord who our focus is not on the self-serving agenda, just trying to create an attractional model, get it everybody into the room, get every, you know, all the best singers up on this, this stage and, and all the best speakers on the stage. and just try, I mean, we're trying to explore what God's trying to do in mobilizing you and me, us, to be the church everywhere we go. You can't go to church because you are the church, so let's go be the church. That's the plan. And we gather as the church as an important part of being awakened to the strategic purposes of God, receiving an impartation from heaven. You don't need a man to teach you, First John chapter 2. The anointing will teach you. I really have nothing of great value to say unless I'm broken in the hands of the Lord. Then my giftedness begins to be anointed and awakened rather than just giving you my most talented speech, which you don't need, uh, I'm, I'm blown away right now. I, I told Tracy I, I'm starting to look at all this artificial intelligence stuff. And it's kind of crazy. I was preparing for next Sunday's message. And then I just put into my artificial intelligence link, Christian Sermon, and I put the title of my message <laughs> for next week. And like five seconds, your, your introduction <laughs> Your three points, your conclusion, Bible verses. I was like, man, this is better than my sermon. <laughs> I just want to say, I've seen the movie, They'll Be Back. <laughs> I can do a better Schwarzenegger impersonation, but not right now. <clears throat> deep reflection. Deep reflection. More than ever we're going to begin having polished sermons and clever expressions that will be provided beyond our wildest imagination. And more than ever, you and I are going to have to learn to be discerning to what's of the Spirit and what's coming from a very talented, carnal, creative mind. And so, Lord, we're lost in all this. We are inundated just even in the course of two years, we process more information than people did just a few decades ago. We're overwhelmed by the input of everything that is coming our way, bombarding us. There are a thousand voices screaming for our attention. But your voice, that still small voice, is the core of who we are. You are the voice we can trust. So may we learn to make room and take time in quiet spaces, learning to hear the voice of the Lord. That's our way of life. In Jesus' powerful name.
In Jesus' powerful name. Deeper reflection. We are going to have to practice deeper reflection. You've got a lot of things to do. You've got to go, you've got to go, you've got to go. Deeper reflection. Be still and know that I am God. I made the statement a few months ago, busyness is uh, an enemy to the kingdom of God. Man, that is true. More than ever, I've been convicted about the level of busyness that we put our hand to. Just learning opportunities or distractions if they're not part of the assignment. Stay focused on the assignment that you might run the race God set for you to run and not chase a bunch of opportunities that get you distracted from the eternal purposes of God. Deeper reflection. Lord, what is that? In a place of deep reflection, that's where we begin to explore and experience the atmosphere of God. That's why we don't just race through worship. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm deeply appreciative of our church family, and I like to share that uh, on a number of fronts for a number of ways. But one of the things I thought about this morning, we were about to begin, and like it used to be the case when we were about to begin, like I would wonder, is anybody coming to church today? <laughs> But like we were about to begin, and there are a lot of people here. I mean, at our 10 o'clock prayer, which I invite you to come, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m., two times a week, come together to pray. But our, our Sunday morning, 10 a.m. prayer this morning, we prayed over the kids to go to kids' camp. I mean, this place was like a third full with just people showing up to serve, volunteer, and pray. And um, I'm deeply thankful. There's something the Lord is awaking of a more mature appetite in the pursuit of what God's desiring to reveal in this hour of the church. So we want to cooperate with that. We want to understand what it is to go deeper. Our New Year's revelation for 2023 is deeper. Do you remember? Uh, and so coming into the year, we're always asking the Lord, not just for a New Year's resolution. Resolutions are great. But a New Year's revelation. What's the Holy Spirit wanting to reveal in the course of the year? And we began to introduce this in the early part of the year. God's taking us deeper. And he's bringing me back to that personally right now. He's wanting us to find this deeper place of reflection. Deeper place. Last night, uh, just talking with Tracy, you know, not feeling well. Um, I'll come near her with a, you know, a little like that. And she'll be like, <laughs> she's, you know, get away from me. You're sick. I don't want that. Uh, that's not normally the case. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> but get back in the spirit but I just I just shared with her last night like I'm, I'm around you but I miss you we've not had sweet communion in our conversation we've not had a deep connection in the way we're you know we've tried to even take a walk and it didn't work out so well just the hacking and coughing it was so romantic <clears throat> but you understand the Lord has designed us for this deeper place of relationship with him and with each other and that's very enriching to our lives so uh, you might begin praying now 2024 what is your new year's revelation and the lord i've already had people tell me the lord's been speaking to them about next year and we'll move into that as a church family but we're going to go into this deeper place of communion with god realizing you are what you eat and today i want you to understand something really important you eat all the time you eat all the time. Your whole life you've been eating meals a day. In the natural, you eat all the time. You snack. Um, I had somebody, somebody said to me, so if you are what you eat, why are you feeding us donuts at the servant thing in the morning? <laughs> you eat all the time. Not just in the natural. Emotionally, you eat all the time. 
you get around people and there's an emotional interaction that can be good or bad you're taking that in you're processing that I, I know this may be a shocker I'm not going to talk about this today but you don't actually like your friends because you like your friends you mostly like your friends because your friends like you and you like that sense of somebody likes you and you begin to reciprocate and respond why because emotionally you eat all the time intellectually you eat all the time right now you're feasting on something most of us are engaged in uh, where we're going to go in the Word, but you, there are three conversations always going on. Uh, when we're gathered like this, there's a conversation I'm trying to have, and then the conversation you're having with yourself about the conversation I'm trying to have, and the conversation God's wanting to have. And so we need to walk out those three. Uh, I can tell right now I'm going to... Oh, look at that. Just turn to your neighbor and say, let's talk about something for a moment. Thank you. You eat all the time. I was on a, a walk this last week, and um, it was sunny. It was beautiful. And as I'm walking, I'm rehearsing uh, some scripture that I'm just trying to meditate on. And as I'm walking, I realize because of the atmosphere of the sun, my body is downloading vitamin D. You understand? You know what I'm saying? You eat all the time. You are created and built by God to digest the atmosphere that exists in your life. You eat all the time. And so it's really important that we pay attention to this. It's really important that we go deeper in what we do. Our, our challenge in Scripture is just get an old-fashioned Bible every day. Write the date. Start in Genesis. Write the date at the top of the page, and every day turn the page. Just at least read a page a day, and then read more than you like. But you Put a little, this morning I wrote a little prayer on my Bible and as I was writing that prayer Lord awaken everything within our heart you desire today I realized once again my great 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 grandchildren who I'll never meet will one day pray my prayers as they're going through my Bible every day turning the page hopefully they'll, they'll catch that rhythm and I'm impacting a legacy that's beyond me deep reflection when you're reading not just sitting not just reading the book but sitting with the author allowing the Lord to minister to you in the midst of what you're reading reflecting on it deeper you're taking it in you understand vitamin D in the sunshine is just a, an analogy that we see in the physical of what actually takes place in the spiritual when we get in the presence of God I, I hope that you'll understand you know we don't we don't do a whole lot of talking about giving we don't pass plates and that sort of thing we, we mention giving so that you understand because the way you give here is you can give in a giving station, you can text give uh, to the number, you can scan the code, uh, you can give online, you can do bill pay, that's what we do. But the point I want to make with your giving is the Bible speaks of not giving out of compulsion. I shouldn't get up and try and manipulate you out of your rent this month. You should be intentional about your tithe and offering to the Lord. Like, this is there's something deeper that transacts when you give. You understand? It's, it's deeper, and, and it's purposeful. Where your treasure is, your heart will go. And the Lord's saying, put your treasure in my kingdom and do it in a way that it's meaningful. Don't just tick a box. Like, really worship the Lord with your giving. There's communion right here in the back of this center section. 
And every Sunday that's available. Some Sundays, you know, we receive communion all together as a family. But every Sunday, sometimes during worship, you might just need to go back there by yourself or maybe as a family or with friends. Sometimes I see groups of people back there and they're just receiving communion together. Just take time. Don't just eat a cracker and drink a little juice. Really go deeper in reflection. This is the broken body of Jesus that has made room for me to be in the presence of the Father. He reconciled hostility of the world with the blood of his cross, the Bible says in Colossians. Oh, I mean, just deeper reflection. Friendship, people matter. Deeper reflection in the way you interact. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. What does that mean? That means we're designed by God, we're built by God to absorb our surroundings. In the presence of God, when we're absorbing His presence, we function more fully. The fullness of joy begins to abound. The less aware you are of the presence of the Lord, the harder it is to discover the joy of the Lord that actually is your strength. So you're built by God to absorb your surroundings, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And this is why God so specifically directs us to guard our hearts and protect our perspective. That's what guarding your heart is. I'm not going to let everything in that tries to get into my life. Uh, I want to say that again. I'm not going to allow everything in that tries to gain access to my thinking or my emotions or my heart. Can I get an amen? I mean, I want to guard my heart, renew my mind, take every thought captive. A dysfunctional life is the result of a damaged perspective. The undiscerning and unprotected uh, the undiscerning and unprotected mind is like the root of a tree that absorbs everything it touches, even a poison that could possibly kill it. So just recognizing that, that whole thing, like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, that's a real thing. Like, the people you surround yourself are going to very much impact your life because you were actually born for this type of interaction in an amazing, amazing way. In fact, I have it for later in the message, but if you'll put up that picture of um, the two faces looking at each other, it's, uh, there's this scientific study that two people in proximity begin to produce brain waves, uh, brain waves that actually look identical. You know, you don't say anything. You're just in proximity. Like how many of you know you're crazy designed by God in elaborate ways beyond our wildest imagination. I'm not trying to get all new age on you, but I'm just telling you, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience, and the scope of eternity should be setting the tone. And when two people are in proximity, their brain, these, the, the brain waves start to match. Like, you're built for the table. The table of the Lord. Where we come before God, what is it like to get face to face with God and your brainwaves start becoming like God's? I don't know what it means to actually have the mind of Christ in fullness, but we do. And maybe we possess even more so the mind of Christ as we grow deeper, deeper, in a deeper place of reflection. Well, Father, I just feel the Holy Spirit's messing up my whole message right now. Just tampering with the direction we're going. And I just invite that. I welcome that. I just say, Lord, we don't need um, well-constructed bullet points. We need a conversation of God. 
to take us to deeper places of reflection where we learn to walk with you as our way of life. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. I want to just address a little bit the unprotected perspective uh, of our lives. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 11 in your Bibles, please. This is such a curious text of Scripture about King Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 11. And we'll start at verse 1. And, and, and just be reminded, again, we just kind of have to address this and dismantle it as it goes. It's in, it's, we're entrenched in it, we're embedded in it as our way of understanding church. Um, and there are some good things that have come out of church in the world in which we live, but there's some things that we need to revisit on a deeper place and a deeper understanding of the public reading of Scripture is a really important part of the church. So I'm not reading verses now so that I have something to talk about. The verses are God's conversation in this moment. And there is power in the public reading of Scripture. Like, that's really a powerful, powerful um, reality that we largely, as motivational speakers, people like me that get up with the idea of being a motivational speaker, I want to make sure I do a good job, I want to make sure you like me. Uh, You know, I know uh, Pastor A.T. last week made it very clear he wasn't trying to impress anybody. Uh, But it was a great... Uh, declaration and, and basically what he's saying is what I'm saying right now and we walk this out together as a team anybody that we ever feel like stands up here and tries to nervously impress a crowd probably won't be up here very long until they mature beyond that you ought to really appreciate that you're silent uh, but but uh, the reality is our audience is an audience of one all of us and we're wanting to just honor him and allow him to have his way and even the reading of scripture it's just such an important perspective of what uh, what we do as a church when we gather and understand the deeper nature of these practices that have been going on for generations and generations first kings chapter 11 now king solomon loved many foreign women Let, let's understand foreign women uh, speaking of, and it'll explain this, but other nationalities that worshipped other gods. God was concerned about this. King Solomon loved many foreign women. They were from nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, you shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods. But Solomon clung to these women in love. Now, I'm going to go on, but I want to pause here just for a moment. The Lord said, these people are influenced by idolatry and worship of foreign gods, worship of other gods, not the one true God. They are under the influence of pagan worship. They're under the influence of some form of idolatry of their day. And you need to guard your heart from coming under the influence of that kind of idolatry. I know idolatry, uh, I've talked about this even within the last couple of years, and, and, and there was a lot of conversation, like, I, I don't even understand idolatry. You have to understand the number one thing the Bible actually tells us to caution and to be uh, against, the number one sin the Bible addresses is the sin of idolatry. 
We don't understand it in the day in which we live because we don't worship little statues or that sort of thing. But what we do worship, we justify, and that's why we can't comprehend. We worship success. We worship beauty. We worship youth. We worship sex. We worship entertainment. I don't know if you know, but in the old days, like idolatry, people would gather in stadiums and rally around these idolatrous events that were like bloodthirsty people and like that goes on today, sports arenas. And like if people out of the past came to now, they would see our sports arenas and say, yeah, well, we had one of those in Rome. Well, I understand that. Just translate it because uh, whatever is distracting you from being a worshiper of God actually is trying to invade his place. Most of us would never deny Christ, but most of us would also dethrone him by allowing something else to take his seat from time to time. So we want to keep him at the center. And this is Solomon. Uh, he loved these women. He loved them. Uh, I want to just say, listen loud and clear. Just because you love someone doesn't make it right. You know, we've been talking for the past month about overall relationships, sexuality, what that really looks like, what that really means. Just because you love someone doesn't make it right. You can have chemistry without actually having destiny. Just because you have chemistry, there's a connection. I feel a sense of connection. I really like that person. That person really likes me. We really have a sense of chemistry. If it's not destiny, you better leave chemistry alone. And I had some people teasing me after a few weeks ago when I said, you know, hey, a married person can actually be sexually attracted to somebody other than their spouse. And then I had like, I won't mention Kevin Judd, but he came up to me and he said, I, I left my wife at home tonight because I didn't want her around you. <laughs> he's, he's got issues. He, he really does. But there's, there's to be chemistry all the days of your life in many different directions. Just because there's chemistry doesn't mean there's destiny. And you better guard your heart and protect your perspective or you're going to go down a dysfunctional path. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us with this. Verse 4, for when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart. Now, you heard this was the caution, right? It said previously, uh, for surely they'll turn away your heart. Everybody say heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. In the translation of Scripture that I'm turning the page through, I've decided that everywhere I find the word heart, I just draw a heart around it. And it's every place, Genesis to Revelation. This morning I was reading in Hebrews. I'm getting pretty close to the conclusion of this ESV. Uh, and, and in my reading today, heart, heart, heart. There were three hearts right there just in a couple of verses. And I began to reflect on, boy, is it important that we guard our heart. I've just been deeply challenged in this regard uh, recently because you're always eating. You're always eating. You're always absorbing. It's, it's a spiritual sense of vitamin D. <laughs> it's happening. It's getting in. And so you're always taking in the surroundings. Guard your heart. Reserve your inner, your inner circle of friendship for people who have a heart for God. 
Reserve your inner circle. Love everyone, but identify intimately with people who have a heart for God. This has given us access to all kinds of ideologies that we should not be rehearsing. Just look at your neighbor again and tell them something. I don't know if you can cut that out of the video, but I'd sure appreciate it. <laughs> we, we watch entertainers, and then what do we do? We pay all kinds of crazy money to go to large arenas and rally around their talent. Mm. I just went to the Grand Ole Opry recently, and I... I I mean, it was amazing. I, 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 was, I was really blown away. I was just, these people are phenomenal. They're the talent, their ability. And when, when we left there, I just told Tracy, like, I think the Grand Ole Opry really changed my life. Because I play guitar, and I sat there as a guitar player, watching people that could play guitar so much better than me, I didn't even ever want to play my guitar again. <laughs> and I thought, I'm leaving the essence of the church world as we know it. We have so focused on presenting this amazing presentation of the church that people come and are dazzled by what they experience. But rather than being mobilized, they've actually become paralyzed because I could never do it like that. We don't even understand ministry because we've made this the ministry. You are the ministers. The ministry is what happens in your life tomorrow in the context God has entrusted to your care with the people that exist in the five-foot circle of your life. Do you love them well? That's the ministry. Don't try to change them. Just try to love them. Let them be whoever they want to be. It's not your job. Just love them well. And the power of God's love will transform the atmosphere of your work, the atmosphere of your home. It's a beautiful, beautiful reality. So gathering together like this is really important. It's an important part of what God's called us to do because there's something about coming together and recognizing we're feasting in the presence of the Lord. Do you sense him here this morning? I mean, I just sense his conversational nature at work. It's a beautiful thing. I'm growing in this. I'm starting to learn more about this. I want to be a more mature Christian. And that'll help me be a more effective pastor or leader I just want to grow in my relationship with the Lord and an understanding of His presence. That's why I surround myself with people that are hungry for the deeper things of God in the way I want to interact in walking with Him. So understand, you and I are actually called to this connection with the Father and with other sons and daughters of God. So that's why our gathering really is important. That's why coming together like this is a significant thing that God's called us to do. So I want you to hear... Uh, Again, how many of you believe the spiritual climate or spiritual atmosphere of God's presence uh, is something we should grow in purpose and prioritize to feast in? How many of you agree? We agree? This Wednesday, like, this is pretty cool, but We the Kingdom, they, this is band, and they're pretty well known, and they really carry something. Like, we do some of their songs. We did one of their songs, one of my favorite songs, on an Easter Sunday a year and a half ago. 
Um, and it's a pretty intense song, so we had to talk through if we were going to do it. But I mean, they are just, they just carry something. And Caleb reached out to us and asked, would we host a concert? And so we're going to pull all the curtains and fill all the room with chairs. And this Wednesday night is the We the Kingdom concert. I think coming into that atmosphere is a significant opportunity for us to just draw in something of what the Holy Spirit is desiring to do. So as church family, I would invite you when you go out, uh, just turn to the left and you'll see a little We the Kingdom sign up. Uh, we want to greet people well and, and just be available to and give up our seats if there's not enough room. Um, there, it is limited, so you have to register. It's free, but you have to register to, you know, because they're only going to allow so many tickets. And then if you're too late to register, then, you know, you can probably see somebody who will just sneak you in, but we won't tell anybody. <laughs> <clears throat> that, was, that was just totally stupid and carnal for me to say. I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you just got to tell on yourself. <laughs> but really, that atmosphere of just the presence of the Lord. The following week, uh, Pastor A.T. is going to begin this, this Wednesday night class. How many of you hope you're more mature spiritually one year from now? Just raise your hand if you hope you are. I, I just want you to know, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> Don't just hope. Do something. And so that Wednesday night begins, is it six weeks, Pastor A.T., is that right? A six-week time together coming in here and just pressing, and actually be upstairs, I guess, but just pressing in, how do I grow deeper? And man, he just carries something to help us see some things that we've not seen and known. I so appreciate our, our teaching team together in plurality. And so that's coming. Uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to give you commercial, but how many of you know what I'm saying is absolutely relevant? Coming into September, we're going to do a, um, a, think about this, a marriage luncheon. On a Sunday, we're going to conclude, and we're just going to stick around. For those that will remain and be a part, it's going to be a luncheon focusing on marriage. And I believe the atmosphere of coming together for enriched marriages can really make a difference. And here's the problem. People hear me mention something like that, and they immediately go to a carnal reflection. Does that sound fun? If it doesn't sound fun... I don't want to be a part. Maybe your marriage is awesome. We need you here actually contributing to the context of awesome marriage. Because everybody's eating all the time. And so you understand, like there's something being released to generations beyond you. And so this isn't just about you. In October, we'll have our men's conference. Why is that important? Because everybody's eating all the time. And we need to gather together. I mean, we just go to the mountains and, and we just spend that time away. You'll be hearing more details on all this stuff. But man, I, I guess I'm just coming to the place of understanding that if you want to grow a church, you attract a bunch of consumers and you give them a bunch of fun stuff to do that gets them jazzed and pumped up to keep them coming back. And it resembles what I'm saying, but it's actually with a totally different motive. Because what we're doing is saying, whether you like it or not, we're sensing what God is saying, and we want to walk that thing out. The church should kind of be like your mom. Not always going to give you what you want. Always oh, is going to give you what you need. And I want to grow deeper in my relationship with God. And I want to be surrounded with warriors, sons and daughters of God, that actually have a hunger for God. And they're not just going to live by a cultural paradigm that keeps them back from becoming everything God's called them to become. We all have to grow up. And, and, and you eat all the time. Snacking on junk food. 
actually will ruin your appetite for the healthy meal you're supposed to be having. So be careful what you're snacking on. Be careful what you're snacking on. Give yourself to a rich devotion of just rehearsing his word throughout the course of the day as, as your way of life. Find, find somebody to keep scripture on your phone or something you can just easily access. You're in a waiting room, whatever. Just come back over and over and over. Whatever gets your attention will capture your affection. You give it your attention, it'll capture your affection. Another way I can say this is whatever fascinates you dominates you. And you cannot afford to be fascinated by the devil. You just can't afford it. You start going down a path you don't even understand. You start justifying it. I start calling it idolatry. And you're like, oh, that's not idolatry in my world. That's not. I mean, immediately we want to fight and argue. And, and you know, those are called, that's the essence of stronghold. I want to fight against something that's buried deep in here. And I want to say, that doesn't apply to me. When actually we just need to say, Lord, if there's anything like that going on in my life, would you help me see that? I want to stand spiritually tall to the full height that you've designed me to stand so that I will be the influence of God's kingdom in the world everywhere I go. You eat all the time. Make sure you're eating at the right table. I shared this quote a while back, and the worship team, if you all would go ahead and make your way up as I subtly cue you to come. I really appreciate the heart of God demonstrated through our worship team. Can we just voice our appreciation for this crew? Beautiful. I guarantee everything we're talking about right now is the essence of what they put into practice, in the way they practice. It's gathering presence first. Not chords and charts, and it's presence first. It's gathering, praying, pressing in, listening and out of that, giving birth then to what God's desiring to reveal. And that's how they have their Tuesday night worship practice. It's a beautiful thing. It ought to be the way we all function in the way we live our lives. I want to read this quote again by Bob Sorge. And it's from The Secrets of the Secret Place. And if you'll just concentrate a little more deeply as I'm saying what I'm saying. <clears throat> I think this will be good with a little keyboard behind it. Powerful things happen inside you when you spend time with God. Just close your eyes for a moment. Powerful things happen inside you when you spend time with God. When you're in His presence for extended periods, the molecular composition of your soul begins to get restructured. You start to think differently, and you don't even know why. Your desires begin to change without even realizing it's happening. God is working on you. God is working in you, changing you on the inside in ways you cannot cognitively analyze. All you know is sinful affections that once pulled at your soul no longer have their former power over you. (laughs) 
Come on, would you just stand? <clears throat> Lord, we know we eat all the time. We're constantly taking in and being influenced by our surroundings more than we could possibly understand or realize. And you've designed us that way. So first, we just want to say, we have to move from death to life as we embrace the cross of Christ. First and foremost, the most important decision anybody can ever make is to surrender their heart to Christ. Serve the ways of God as revealed in the cross of Jesus Christ, the sacrificial example, the ultimate sacrificial lamb who came and lived and died but is not dead buried in the grave he's alive by his spirit he's at work in this room even within us today if you believe Jesus is Lord would you just say out loud amen we believe in our hearts we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and that is our salvation Lord we want to grow deeper we want to grow deeper and a greater awareness your wonderful presence is our way of life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to do something today. I'm going to, once a month, we introduce our elders as our prayer team. So I want to name our, our elders. It's important that you know those that oversee and help lead the charge, men and women who have uh, served and given themselves faithfully to the heart of the Lord and to the purpose of why we gather and so let me introduce them and as I call your names for for all you elders would you mind coming up to places of prayer on both sides Jim and Diana Howard Jason and Heather Shiflett Derek and Crystal Wilson Dave and Lauren Fulford Wade and Jennifer Moore and Ryan and Gina are not uh, feeling well. They're online with us. We speak healing to you in Jesus' name. Ryan and Gina Perry. And so what I want to do is I just want to read, again, the public reading of Scripture out of Ephesians 4. I just felt the Lord was bringing me to this text. And I want to just ask if you'll just allow the Lord to wash over you in the power of His Word. Any decision you're needing to make today, if you're needing to make a decision to take a step forward and actually accept Christ, then I would invite you to like, take a step forward and take a walk right up here to our prayer team and let them pray with you very specifically. Maybe you actually did receive Christ even when we prayed that prayer a while ago. But if that's you, then in a moment when we begin worshiping, then, then it's a great time for you to come forward. If you're making a decision just to say, man, I've allowed some stuff. <laughs> let me just ask this question. How many of you have a sense of conviction over something God has highlighted as I've been talking and you've been hearing him? Just raise your hand really high. Sense of conviction over something. I mean, the Lord just wants to help us with this. He just loves us so much. And so if there's a decision you need to make to let something go, put something down, stop something that you're doing, uh, pick up something that you need to be carrying step forward in something God's calling you to whatever whatever any decision our elders will be here to pray for you if you're not feeling well or just anything at all that, that's what we want to do our prayer team every week but once a month we have our elders come up and I just before we go back into worship I want to read this text 
out of Ephesians chapter 4. This beautiful portion of scripture. And if you would just allow, again, just a, a, a little bit of a deeper sense of concentration. Do, do, you, do you feel the lack of rush? Like, I'm, I'm kind of taken by, I'm just not in a hurry. I'm tired. I'm weary of being in a hurry to get through church and get it done and get everybody out. Wait on the Lord. Be still. I'm not trying to keep a plate spinning. We need to make room. Our worship needs to make room. Our, our This needs to make room. My prayer a while ago was funny, but it's true. Man, the Holy Spirit messed up my message. This is beautiful. Like, I want Him to have a conversation. I'll do what I can to prepare, and that's a good thing. But then ultimately, He, he needs to have say, and that's what's happening right now. He's just here. So come on, just receive just a deep sense of concentration. I'm going to read some verses of Scripture out of Ephesians 4. Maybe just posture your your heart open, your hands up, however you would like. Put off your old self. Ephesians 4, 22 and following. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. It is corrupt through deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. and Put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with others in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Final verse. Process it well. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Lord, I thank you that you love us, you forgive us, you restore us, you redeem us. You're not mad at us. You're mad about us. Inviting us into a greater understanding of what it is to walk in your love and your presence and process and awareness of the authority that changes the way we live. So do that, Lord, we pray. We do pray for this coming Wednesday night specifically this week. I pray the kingdom of God would invade this room as people come from all over the metro area to be a part of that. Or let there be incredible sense and awareness of the nearness of God that would change the way we live. Right now, Lord, do that work within us, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Come on, we're going to take just a few moments to worship before we conclude. This is an important part of our assignment. Don't feel like uh, the show is over. You are the ministry of the church. And so I want you to take anything that's stirring in your heart and just give it back to Him just for a few moments in worship. If you need prayer for anything, our worship, uh, our, our elders are available. And let's just take a few moments before we're dismissed. Really press in uh, and engage in the heart of God.